We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. All right, Rhonda, I think we have a great conversation today. Um, And let's start with kind of a funny question. Have you ever had like a, just a funny experience with a prophetic word? Yeah, I have. Well, I've, I've had many experiences with prophetic words, but you know what's so funny? The first one comes to mind because yeah. you're sitting across from me yeah. was we were probably about, I don't know, eight or nine years old, I would say, probably. And uh, we were playing at mini church. We used to call it mini church. It was a night church on yes. a Sunday when churches used to have Sunday night services every Sunday in the Pentecostal church. And we would have our kids church at night and we would have like a talent show kind of thing. Yeah. We would share. Well, we would do like a full service. A I full remember service. we'd have ushers. We'd yeah, take up so an true. offering. They would do like oh, a pretend yeah. full service for kids. Worship, a testimony. Like they would do it as if it was like a kid's version of a full adult service. That's so true. Here yeah. I'm thinking it was like a talent show. Yeah. You and I actually yeah. were going to play together and right. sing. And right. we had been practicing and you right. played guitar. I, I was going to play the guitar. And I was going to sing. Right. And so we performed. And after it, I went My up to your mom. My hands belong to you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, That's what we sang. It was a salty musical song. <laughs> oh, gosh. That that dates us right there. Salty. Yes. Oh, if you yes. don't know what salty is, don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Anyway. But we sang the song and we just thought it was just so awesome. And yeah. I remember going to your mom and saying, I really feel like God told me that Lori and I are going to minister together and travel the world and we're going to be together in ministry. And your mom was like, no, <laughs> that's not true. Now, I was thinking we were going to travel together as like a ministering singing, singing playing, playing duo. Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> which is so awesome because <laughs> I can't even imagine what we sounded like back then because I was not a great little singer. No, at, you were so no, but good. listen, at eight or nine years old, like, honestly, I don't think I really started to sing until actually God called me to ministry. Not that much. Like I wasn't, I wasn't actually, well, you I were good as a, as a child. I, I don't, well, not, maybe not before that moment, but I can't yeah, remember if after, that was before yeah. or after that moment. I don't, I can't remember, but I really wanted us to sing together. I really felt like God had called, like told your mom, God told me that yeah. Lori and I are going to yeah. travel around. We're going to sing. And look and at that. My mom kind of rebuked you, but you were right. You were actually right. <laughs> yeah. The word was not completely accurate, but the actual word was, the, the, the heart of the word was accurate. The way it was going to happen wasn't. But look at today. Here we are in crazy. ministry and we never saw that. No. Years ago. No, our paths uh, took completely different, completely, completely different. different tracks, but yeah. the Lord. So funny story is a yeah. prophetic word. We were like eight or nine or nine or 10 singing my hands belong to you lord salty little song in our mini church feeling a word and god actually the word came to pass but not the way we thought no actually even better great but incredible like when uh, i think back to that that was a, a that was probably the first time i probably had a prophetic word that i felt but not knowing it was perfect just probably with that because i just want to be with you all the time yeah, and travel totally, totally. <laughs> the Lord well, I, could, I could get the guitar out again and we can recreate that we, song. we could we could sing on, we the, could podcast on the podcast we oh, should <laughs> we should do it i'll play the guitar oh man <laughs> we, that's that song oh, oh my gosh. gosh okay i had a, i have a bit of a funny story too one time i was shopping in a grocery store and uh, i was just in a random grocery store actually i was in a random grocery store that i don't usually shop in like in a different part of town and someone walked up to me 
a random stranger and said to me, is your name Lori? <gasps> and I was like, yes. And they were like, I have a word from God for you. And I, I, I was like, you do? Like, okay. And then they were like, I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Like they knew who I was, but I didn't know who they were. And oh I, I was totally like, goodness. Oh my gosh, like what is happening right now? Like my heart sunk. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you know how you know how back in the day when even in church, like people would stand up and they would have a prophetic word and they call you out of a service or oh. something? Immediately you would think a gra- like a grave correction is coming to your life. Oh yeah. I'd be like, don't be, call my name, don't call my name. You'd be terrified. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get called out publicly. I li- that's what happened in the moment. I was like, what great what <laughs> sin have I have I done isn't that so crazy and yeah. how sad though yeah, eh? like yeah, when you think about that prophetic but that's how you felt yeah that's how you feel you feel but anyways but they didn't they were like no I'm just kidding I'm so and so blah blah I was like oh, oh, oh so that is, okay yeah. that's that's kind of funny but like not so funny. funny yeah no I know, I know. <laughs> funny but not funny you know what so anyways as we get into today's conversation um one of the things I just want to mention is you know you and I have been talking about we're getting ready to launch season four of the podcast you know as we head into another year another new year season and four yeah wow. i know wow. we've been going for a long time but you know in conversation um you know we wanted to let you know as listeners that you know we want to change the focus just slightly as we go into season four to have a little bit more of a mentorship focus now i do think like this podcast has had elements of that and you know our heart even in starting it was you know how can we um spend time with you in a personal way as we all grow in our faith together. And so in that sense, that's not going to change. But we really we really want to put a little bit more intentionality into season four around the area of mentoring. You know, you know, both you and I, Rhonda, we, you know, mentor many people. We have several younger staff on our team. We uh, walk alongside many people and mentor them, you know, in in the ways of following Jesus and, um, you know, through HeartStrong, through all kinds of different ways. And so this is like an outflow of our life. But um, we just feel like in the podcast, we want to be a little bit more intentional. And if you're hungering and looking for a mentor, this is going to be a great way for you to connect with us on a weekly basis. We're going to continue to put out one episode a week, but there's going to be a little bit more intentionality around walking through some different processes of growth and healing and intentionality as, again, we'll be sharing stories from our life and vulnerable stories from our life and vulnerably walking this out in our own lives as well. We don't come from a place of like having arrived somewhere that you need to like get where we are. Not at all. We're on a journey together. So sort of wanting to go arm in arm, but um, just trusting that the Lord is going to give us wisdom for what to lean into and for how to uh, direct those conversations. So I'm really excited um, as we lean into this. And our conversation today really is a little bit of a mentoring conversation mm-hmm. um, as we talk a little bit about the prophetic. But um, but yeah, so we just wanted to give you a heads up on that and really encourage you to come along the journey with us. Yeah, we love, we love doing life together. And it's really an honor to take what God's been teaching us and is teaching us and to be able to impart that in a way for us all to grow and to just come to the fullness of what God has for each of you listening too, like not just Lori and I, but each of you listening. You know, today I want to talk a little bit about the prophetic. We've talked about prophetic words. We've talked about prophetic gifting. We've talked about how the prophetic has manifested in our own life, how we walk out words or how God speaks to us. And I've just been in this season, just been 
captivated a bit about the international, because we've been much more isolated from the community, the church has become a bit more mentored and pastored in some respects from internationally. Words, like from videos, the internet, kind that's of thing. right, exactly. Kay. Like it because we haven't been able to gather the same, and it just feels right. like that. A lot more opinions have come up, a lot more strong words, directional words. And um, I'm sent videos often from people, and I do love that. I love when people send me prophetic words, and it's actually so affirming too. When we share different things, and then you hear these prophetic words, you're like, wow, like it's really affirming. So thank you. I, I'm not, I'm not saying not to send me them, but it's been a really interesting journey listening to some of these prophetic words, and then also having side conversations with some people that have been receiving these words and sending them saying like, this almost validates my stance or how I feel or why I've taken the posture or the position that I've taken. And I just feel it's an important conversation to have as not just an encouraging conversation, but a cautionary conversation. Because I believe a lot of what we hear, it's not so much positional, it's more posture, heart posture. I don't know. I want to say postural, but it's not, that's not the word that would work really well in my phrase, but it didn't work. <laughs> but the posture of heart versus our positional stance. And so I just want to bring a bit of a caution to the words that come. And I listen to a lot of prophetic words and I do love that. I do love the prophetic edge and I love the ones that are radical too. I love hearing all different types and how God uses the body of Christ. Some much more from a softer encouraging and some much more um, internet, like more nationally directed, much more bold, uh, like right out there. I do love listening to a cross reference of all those types, but I do want to bring into this conversation a bit of a caution that as you're listening to words, it's very easy to take a word and to actually affirm a position that you're in, a way of thinking, a viewpoint you're in, and to be able to justify how you're responding, how you're acting with a word outside of taking a word that always has to be challenged, ironed, and sharpened through the word of God, and also through people in community that are not just ones that you influence, but are influencers in your life, or are ones that I like sharpen, that you actually have a sharpening relationship with. Because in Proverbs, it talks about in the counsel of many, in the counselors, there's wisdom. Right. And when you're solo, and it's really interesting right now, this radical viewpoint that's taken on that's not necessarily radical for spreading the gospel of Jesus but radical on stance politically stance on opinion is being fueled by prophetic words and mm. I find this to be a very interesting time you know what let's define terms before we lean into that conversation a little bit more so when we say prophetic you know, and, or when we say a prophetic word, like what is it that we mean exactly? Like, what is it like, even for yourself, like how would you define the prophetic in like a larger sense? And then like a word that has come just, just so that people understand what it is that we mean. Like what, what do you see the prophetic as, or what is a prophetic word as opposed to like, let's say um, a message, Right. A, a right. message that someone preaches. Right. You know, a teaching. Right. Uh, like what, what's sort of the difference? What would you say? 
Like I think teaching, well, this is me just saying this off the cuff without yeah. like actually having given, I have thoughts of it, but I'm just putting no, my I thoughts together. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You're not reading a definition no, from exactly. like, yeah, a page. But teaching but would definitely be grounding you in truth, grounding okay. you, rooting you okay. into truth okay. and the word of God yeah. and kind of walking through scripture. Prophetic is very much direct, directional and almost like discerning, like I'm feeling this, I'm seeing this direction. Okay. And so it's like a course correction. The truth and the teaching are the practical applications of this is how we do this according to the word of God. Yeah. But I feel like it's like the thousand foot, like this is what I'm seeing, the atmosphere, the feel, the Kay. discernment, the environment that I feel like God is moving, the big picture of what God's doing in the spiritual realm, very much a spiritual intuition of God moving, demonic, spiritual, mm-hmm. kind of those mm-hmm. things working mm-hmm. together. I often think of the prophetic, the prophetic has a very directional um, way to it, whether it comes with more of a encouragement direction yeah. Yeah. or it comes with a bit more of a correctional direction, okay. it's definitely meant to kind of pivot and focus on what direction you're heading in. That's kind yeah. of what I sense yeah. the prophetic does. Yeah, 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 for sure. I would definitely agree. Um, the prophetic, you know, it it's it's a a word or a sense or um, like you said, like a feeling um, that comes that is articulated in words, in language to try to um, put words to maybe what God is doing or a sense of what God is doing. Um, it's, you know, even as we are describing it this way, it does mean that there is some subjectivity to it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's really just important to be stated because as people are sharing what they sense God's doing, there's it's subjective to what to, to even the filters of their own life, to their own life experience, to even where they live in the world, to what's happening in the world where they live, right? There's a subjectivity to it. So that's important. Um, you know, whereas again, the scriptures they're they are the capital t truth Mm -hmm. so it's really really important that even what we are sensing that god is doing has to line up with the capital t truth which is where the beautiful marriage of teaching and the prophetic so this is what i sense god doing um or this is what i feel god is doing or this is where i sense you know we are to go or how we're to be thinking or how we're to be praying in this season um bringing some direction on that some vision on that um again has to line up with the scriptures and with the word of god so that um they 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 match up but again even with the word of God, because it's got so much uh, variety and so, and again, comes from so many different contexts. We can pull one scripture and sort of use it as a way to um, justify or uh, make a point or, right, but even pull, pull that out of context. So it does require a lot of discernment. And I think like even as we, as we lean into this conversation, you know, we are talking about, you know, different words that, you know, you hear on the internet, different national platforms of people, the words that, you know, you're getting sent into your inbox from YouTube of, you know, different leaders and that kind of thing. Um, you also need to make sure that there's a credibility to who these words are being sent from. And again, the internet is really, really hard for us to know that, you know, we don't know if these various people are planted in community, in a community where there's accountability, in a community where there's, um, you know, support, where these words are being tested. 
and um, being, you know, discerned amongst others or if they're just using the Internet as a platform. So all of that has to be taken into consideration as we hear and listen to these words. And then we need to take those words and discern them before the Lord of what we're what we're to follow like what we're to allow sort of to get on the inside and help to shape the direction that we're going to go. And then what do we just let go? What is not for, what do we sense is not for us at this time? Like there's a bit of discernment, you know, as we, as we navigate that as well. It really, it's so true because right now I find that there's so much out there. And like you said, even reading the word, you could take a scripture and totally justify an area of your life. And I think this is what we're kind of digging in. As much as it's amazing to hear prophetic words, we need the fullness of the body of Christ. We need the teachers, the pastors, you know, the evangelists, the all of us working together, the prophets, all working together to move as a body and to bring health and counsel to what God is doing in the big picture because we only prophesy or see in part exactly what you're saying, Lori. It even says as in the Bible, we only see in part. We only prophesy in part. We don't know the full picture and there is a veil in our eyes. There is some predetermined areas that we already have that we have to work through those prophetic words that need to be tested and challenged. But the prophetic mostly should come as an encouragement. There are times it's correctional. Absolutely. There's are times where it's very much in that line, but that is way more rare and really has to be tested and waited on before the Lord, before word like that is given. But most of the time, the prophetic, all of us can prophesy. It's encouragement. It's really speaking into people's lives, what God sees and asking God to give you the heart to see them as you see them and to speak the words out. Prophesy is life-giving. That is to bring encouragement. That really is the heart of the prophetic. But as we encourage you today, you know, as you are receiving words and as you're kind of filtering through, we encourage you, I encourage you as number one, you've said the, exactly it, make sure it's from a credible source. Do some research on the words to be given, who it's being given by. Are they connected to a local church? Are they kind of just isolated, kind of giving these words rogue? Really kind of do that. Number two, test the words. Look at what they're sharing. Go through the entire book of the Bible and see if you can find the truth lining up. If it's one scripture they've taken and twisted, you got to be very careful. Read the chapter where that scripture has come, from, come from or that truth that they've pulled from. Read the context of the scripture, but then read, go into the commentaries and look at the application of that scripture and see, can it be applied through the word of God? Is that a truth? And really important too is if there's something that someone has given you, a word that's been given to you, start to flesh that out with people around you, not just that you're mentoring or have influence over, but that you respect or are mentoring you or that are able to challenge you because it's very easy to give prophetic words without a challenge or to even take prophetic words and to influence people and lead them in a direction that's actually not with proper counsel. So we've got to be really careful. And especially now, I feel in this, as we've been isolated, as we're rebuilding, there's already a lot of division happening. We have to be very careful that we don't use the word or use prophetic words as another arrow or a sword to divide and to justify our position that is coming against the posture of humility and love. If it's not coming from a posture of humility and love, like it talks about in Corinthians, it's a clanging gong and a symbol. It's only a spiritual gift. 
It's only a spiritual gift. And if it's not edifying and building up love in the body of Christ from that place of love, it is not coming from the right spirit. And so we've got to be very, very careful, especially now. I feel a real caution with words that we've really got to measure that place of posture before the positional stance. Is it coming from a place of humility to love, to build up and to repair and to rebuild the church? Or is it coming to dismantle, to justify and to bring us versus them? You've got to really filter that out in your own spirit because the word could be totally a right on bang on prophetic word. But how it's interpreted in our own life can really take a different turn. And we got to be really cautious. We got to really caution that out. I think sometimes we fall prey to interpreting different prophetic words. And I think we're all like we can all fall into this, mm-hmm. but we interpret it based on our current circumstance. And we forget that often a prophetic word is coming in a spiritual oversight sense. So again, like we can take it and what did the scriptures say? They say like our, our wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but we take the prophetic word and we put it right into flesh and blood. Hmm. We put it, we pull yep. it right down back into flesh and blood into maybe the turmoil that we're in, in like a various relationship, maybe the struggles, maybe the constraints that are coming because of this or that. And we pull it right down into, whereas a prophetic word is often trying to like elevate us to the realm of the spirit of yes. where the battle actually yes. is, that this is the spirit battle that we have a spiritual enemy that is out for our destruction but we want to bring that right down into flesh and blood that you know you my brother are out for my destruction like you are holding me back you are we pull it it's like we because we have this human nature to um like self-preservation right we have this human nature to want to move forward want to kind of push back on anything that holds us back or that we see is holding us back the only thing holding us back is sin that mm. like that's that's what is holding us back it's not our brother and it's not our sister even as difficult as a circumstance as you might be in with a brother and a sister it is not your brother or your sister it's our sin like it is our it is inside of us and it is inside of them it is not like it's not a flesh and blood issue, but I, I think sometimes we look to the prophetic to try to affirm what we want to do mm. as opposed to literally, like I loved what you just said and I thought it was so, so powerful and I think it's the thing we have to grab hold of, love and humility. Like every prophetic word should bring us to a place of love and humility, loving our brothers more and bring us to our knees, literally humbling ourselves to the point of a servant, like as Jesus showed us the way of again and again and again in every story he told, in every way that he loved people, he lowered and humbled himself, the one who was perfect, the one who, if anyone didn't have to, it was him, but he did again and again to show us the way to walk. Yet, I think our own flesh, our own pride, like so often in this realm of the prophetic, I think we just, we see this. And I, and I say this because like, I can do this too. Mm -hmm. Like I can hear a word and it can sort of like 
feed like a space inside and like, yes, oh, that is so good. And I'm thinking of all those people Mm -hmm. who need this word. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. We all do that. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, that that fires me up so much. And like, you're thinking of all these people that need to hear this and need to like come along on this journey. But, but honestly, if it does not bring us to our knees, like to a more humble posture of serving one another. And if it does not come from love, we might as well just throw it out because it's useless. Yeah. Like it is, it is useless because in the scriptures, Paul gave us all the gifts. He taught us about all the gifts and said, I want you to have all of these, seek these gifts, seek the higher gifts, walk in these things. But then he said, but there still is a greater way. Like the end of the chapter of all the teaching on all the gifts, which the prophetic is one of many, still there is a higher and more excellent way. And it goes right into the way of love. If we do not do it in the way of love. And I, I again, like we, I, I'm feeling this even for myself. We forget this. We forget this over and over and over as we sort of lean into these spaces, but also as we subject ourselves Mm. to listening to these words that come over the internet or these words that come from different people, we forget because it feeds a place of our like of our flesh that feels like affirming and like gets us fired up and gets us. But like, is it really to be more like Jesus? Mm. Is it really to be? more walking in the way of being loving and humble and serving a lot of the time it's not a lot if we're if we're really honest you know Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's feeding like ooh, this gives me permission to do more of what i want to do the -hmm. way that i see it the way that i oh wow it's so that's so good and that's kind of what you're yes that's what i'm feeling i'm wrestling through i'm wrestling through this and what does it look like and then what does it look like if you feel a prophetic well first off we're encouraged. Like, I love it, Lori. You're talking about love. It's so true. Like, that posture of heart is to build up and to love one another. And so that's why the beauty of the prophetic that has been misused and abused has not been to love and build one another up. So all of us are called to prophesy, and that's to encourage one another. And it even tells us all through Scripture, encourage one another, you know, build one another up. Like, all the gifts of the Spirit are meant to build one another. The body is meant to work together. We wouldn't walk around punching ourselves like, We want our body to be fully functional. So we want to affirm and encourage. And But does correction come? Yes. But as you're starting to just even take those steps of the prophetic, take the mystical part out and don't get too disillusioned by this. Start to encourage one another. Start to say, God, give me a scripture for someone. Give me a picture for somebody. Give me a word for somebody. Or just start to speak into someone's life. That is the prophetic. You are prophesying. You are speaking words of life. Just begin to fan that flame. We're all called to do that for one another. All of us are called to prophesy in that way. When we talk about the spiritual gift of prophecy, you may start to feel like, well, you start to have things you know about people in the sense like see things that you're like, I'm sensing or I'm getting really strong pictures or I'm getting this on a constant basis. And you know, it's a bit more than encouragement that there might be a spiritual gift operating in your life. And that is something that's so beautiful. Well, it takes a lot of courage to give a prophetic word. It does take a courage. And it takes courage because you put yourself out there. If you do it publicly, you have to be willing to be corrected. And so, Lori, let's speak a little bit into that. Like even what does that look like Mm -hmm. when you give a prophetic word 
and perhaps it's not on or perhaps it's challenged. Yeah. What does that look like? And how would we speak into that? Like mm-hmm. first off, giving that takes a lot of courage. And I love how you talked about that. It is not teaching. So when someone gives a prophetic word, it's often comes from a passion. It comes from like a picture. There's a fire in their bones and it comes out through this expression of words of what you're being sensed in the supernatural realm. The teaching is where the theological, like the grounding of the word, we need them all working together. Okay. But a prophetic word can sometimes just come out spontaneously and it's just can come out with someone just saying, and it's not always done perfectly. And you're just using verbiage to explain something. So sometimes even the way it's explained can just not, the heart not be captured. And you kind of got to keep doing it, practicing it. And it's hard. This is a hard one. Just like teaching. If you were teaching, there's a lot of responsibility. And sometimes you can feel like, well, I don't want to teach because I don't know everything. You got to start teaching. And then as you teach, you grow. Same with the prophetic. You might be like, well, I don't want to do this imperfectly. You've got to start imperfectly because you'll never be perfect. But what would you say about correction and how would you talk into that space? Yeah, no, those are, those are some, those are some great, great talks. And I think, you know, I do think that prophetic words, even I just want to add one piece to what you just said. Um, don't always necessarily come even from a fire. Like for some people, mm-hmm. for some people, they just say something and they don't even realize they're being prophetic. But the it's hearer, so but the hearer is like, oh my goodness, they're saying something right now that I just prayed this morning. Like it's not all, we don't all. Again, when we're given over to the way of the spirit and we just respond to what we're sensing or what we're hearing or what we're feeling, it's not always an overwhelming feeling. Sometimes something just comes out of our mouth, but the hearer receives it in a very prophetic sense that Mm. because it's confirming something that they've already thought about, prayed, been asking God for, you know, so it's beautiful. But I think the point, the point I want to make about as we enter into this next part of the conversation is again, I want to stress that everything that the scriptures taught us, everything, it's not implicitly stated because it was assumed that this was going to be fleshed out in community. Mm. So it's not like it's telling us again and again, do this in community, do this in community, do this in community. It's assumed you're going to do this in community. This is before the days of the internet. This is before the days. So we're talking like small groups of people, like small groups of churches of people who were fleshing all of this out together Mm. in relationship with one another. So even this concept of like somebody from across the world putting a YouTube video on who I've never met, never seen, don't even know if they, you know, go to church, what, like don't know anything about, you know, even their walk with the Lord and how that's fleshed out. Like this, this idea is not quite in the context of even how we're taught in the scriptures that we're supposed to exercise the spiritual gifts. Now, can we still receive from it? Absolutely. Because like God is, God is working in all kinds of ways. And really it is about like taking that to God in our relationship with him and, and processing that. But that is really, really important when we're um, again, giving a prophetic word in a public setting, um, in the public setting of community, and maybe correction is brought, or maybe even um, an alternative interpretation of what was intended, or it's taken into a different direction that that was intended is, you know, kind of executed. This all has to happen in community, in relationship. And so I think that's 
if you have that to begin with, if you have the the community and the relationship, I think that is the grounds for being able to enter into that space. Now, that being said, do we do this perfectly? Absolutely not. Just as much of a risk as we take to say um, a, a word that we're sensing, something that we sense that the Holy Spirit's placing on our heart and we choose to put some verbiage to it and express it. We, number one, we might do it imperfectly. We might uh, miss the timing of the word. Maybe the word is right, but the timing is wrong. We also could uh, speak the word. Some of the word is exactly what the Holy Spirit sort of gave us. And then we add to it. Oh, <laughs> we do this all the time, right? It's like, here's the word or here's the picture. And this is my interpretation of the picture. We do this all the time. Like we, we all do this. And sometimes that can kind of get us onto a tangent that maybe the picture itself, or maybe the initial was exactly what we were supposed to say. And it really wasn't up, uh, up to us to specifically interpret that for everyone. Maybe the interpretation needed to come from, you know, a revelation from the Lord to each individual who's hearing. So there's all of these different kind of contexts. And then there is a listener can be listening and can hear it through a different filter, a different context and, 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 uh, um, um, like confront it, not, not confront it. What's the word? Um, like correct Chal it. Yeah. Challenge it. Give a challenge. Yeah. Challenge it. Yeah. They can, they can challenge it and they can say, oh, like you said this, but that's not exactly scriptural or you said this or, you know, but I, I heard it this way and I don't think that's correct. Or, you know, I think you're off on that. And, and again, if you're giving a public word, you could receive a public correction. Like this is, and this is hard, hard things. These are hard things to navigate. They are hard things to navigate. And so I guess some of the rules, I, I love this, not the rules of conduct, but some of yeah, those things. Rules when of engagement. Yeah. yeah. So when, just say you're in a situation where someone is giving a prophetic word and it's, you sense it's off. First off, I would say if it's really off and going to be damaging as a leader, you need to step in. Like someone needs to say, you know what? I think we should just take a moment with this word. I, I, my husband shares a really great story of a pastor. I've never had to do this yet, but I'm, I am prepared if I'm ever yeah, in a public setting Yeah, that this guy went off on this crazy tangent. Like it wasn't even, like yeah. it was destructive. It was not even something. And he came and just put his hand beside him and put his arms around him and said, you know, just call him Joe. We're so grateful that Joe is, you know, exercising a gift here, really stepping in to try to exercise like a prophetic gift here. But we just want to acknowledge that this word was off. And so we just want to cancel that out. But this is a beautiful thing of working in community. We get to do this together and we get to try and exercise our gifts. And we're going to be on. Sometimes we're not going to be on, but we get to do this together. Joe, jo, I just want to say thanks for taking and totally turned it wow. to edify and build the courage of Joe doing that versus getting on being like, that is off. You sit down. It wasn't done. It was right. a way to, to humiliate say, someone. That's right. To create a safe place to say, yeah, we're going to exercise. And you're going to get all kinds. Some that are could be extremely like radical right. that could say things so off right but actually they have such a radical spirit that they're willing to just say whatever and they need that counsel but they could come and yeah. god is depositing some yeah, stuff yeah. they just need that counsel yeah and the the coaching so i thought that was a beautiful story in the back of my mind i've always thought of that like it was the way he did it to address so the people knew like cancel that word we're just going to stop it right here we're not going to let it continue but I want you to know this is safe. And yep. this is why we do what we do so we can practice and we can grow. 
that was really that now that was a, when it's something's going really off now if there's something you're like mm, i interpret that different but it, the heart of the word is really profound and when you take a step back and you listen to the heart of what's being shared Maybe you might have a little interpretation of maybe the context of the scripture might have a theological interpretation. I personally don't think taking away from a heart of a prophetic word is a, a very wise thing to do. Right. I think oftentimes a prophetic word is meant to uproot, to meant to expose in a good way, something yeah. in the heart, a direction or, or encourage, encourage, encourage motion, forward motion and growth. But then it can exactly. be undone. It can that, be undone. Exactly. Right, right. It's meant to produce fruit. And so if there is like a quick canceling of that from like a teacher, because even what your mindset is, if you have a gift of a teacher, everything you see will be done through a theological lens and you can miss the complete heart of what's heart being of. Sh taken yeah. and being shared and actually just take one little right. minutia of it and actually cancel it a whole prophetic word because you had a different interpretation. Right. But even as a teacher, your interpretation may not be exactly the, the whole interpretation. Exactly. Yeah. So if that's the case, I encourage you to take a step back, listen to it, and then privately go and talk about it with that person that gave the prophetic word. But take a step back and listen to the heart of what was being shared and then even do some research on your own mm -hmm. because of your own interpretation mm -hmm. of a scripture. Just say you might think that was twisted just a little bit. Yeah. But if it was twisted in a way, not twisted, if it was used in a way to same have the same heart, maybe a different example but the same heart was shared in the prophetic word that's not taking away from a truth of the word it's more the heart and the truth that we're getting to versus the legal like the legal law of the word yeah so we have to be very careful right. but we also want to fully align everything to the word of god so i hope that didn't sound unclear but there's no, times no, to publicly yeah, yeah and there's times to privately challenge yeah and i think most of the times it happens privately yes after word to come and talk unless yeah. something is and completely to see if, if that needs to be addressed again publicly exactly right because that can always context. go back around it can always come back around yeah, yeah. no that's yeah. really good I mean, you and I were in a really interesting situation like uh, several months ago where, um, you know, w it, we had, I had been sensing a word on my heart and the word that I had sensed, and I think we shared it on the podcast. I think we, we actually shared a little bit of it on the podcast, but, um, you know, it was specifically for a person, but I had been, it had been churning in my spirit for some time. And, you know, a couple weeks later, you came into my office and you started to share this word that you had sensed. And they were they were very closely linked. They weren't exactly the same, but they were very closely linked. Um, and again, it was the word about the yokes. And, and, you know, we had we had talked about that. I believe we shared mm -hmm. that on the yeah, podcast. We did. Yes, we did. Um, in the fall. And so um, and then we so we decided to share that in a public context. And um, and it was very interesting because. Um, as we shared the word and kind of both elements of the word and very similarly that we shared on the podcast, um, you know, the heart behind sharing it was again, encouragement for those who were getting discouraged in the midst of ministry or those even who were uh, coming under the, an ungodly yoke of weight, you know, in ministry. And so, um, as we shared this word, you know, all of that went, and then one person sort of, st uh, stood up and challenged the word, like in, 
in the space. And so it was a really interesting situation to be in. And, you know, afterwards, like what happened? And so this was a very practical, this was very practically um, happening in a sense of community. But what happened from that place is I know for myself and I know you did too, like it meant that you and I went back and we, you know, took some time before the Lord to say, okay, Lord, was this correction right and accurate? Like I'm going to weigh this, this correction. Um, and again, it, it came as a bit of a theological correction, not a heart correction. In fact, the person stood up and basically reiterated the entire word <laughs> and then made yes. a slight, yes. right? Made yes. a slight theological change. Yes. Um, but, um, but in, in that context, you know, it caused a, a moment of like, okay, I want to go back to the Lord and really pray and, and, and discern, okay, I'm going to take, receive that correction. Okay, Lord, was this accurate? Where was this coming from? How does this fit in the context of the, the word that we had sensed, you know, that the Lord had given and what was happening? And then the other really interesting in this specific situation was that there really was like a a sort of a supernatural and a spiritual dynamic that was at play that actually had nothing to do with the word specifically, but it was also about leaning into a very hard conversation that came soon after um, in this context. So sort of all of these things were sort of at play at the same time. And it did take some time, um, you know, in the quiet place with God to really discern and, and wade through all of this. And were we wrong and were we off? And, you know, and some of that to realize, you know, there could have been a timing issue potentially absolutely and but again i say all that to say in that context if we receive that from a place of humility we can't go wrong mm -hmm. because honestly like god is going to use it for his glory if we submit it to him all of it whether we're right whether we're wrong if we can bring that all in humility but i also loved you know even you know you stood up immediately and went to that person in private, not in public, but in private and said, you know, thank you so much for what you shared. But I do feel like it was unwise to share it in this context at this time because it undid some of what the heart of what we were trying to do. And so I love that you addressed that right away of kind of what took place. And this is just a real life mm -hmm. example exactly. of walking this out, but again, in relationship and in community. And we can only do that when we're in that. We can't do that if we receive a word on the internet, on YouTube, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because there's no filter to mm -hmm. actually be able to walk with people who are actually walking with you in ministry in this, right? If you just receive it and it fires up your flesh and there's no one to say, this is feeding your flesh. This is not making you love people more. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. not making mm -hmm. you humbly serve people more. This is feeding a place in your flesh that is rising up. And you think you're taking this, you know, this courageous stand, but it is against people. It's not against darkness. <laughs> like you have got this wrong, right? But we can't do that unless we're doing that in community and walking alongside people. So that's just a practical example of, you know, just walking this out in a real, real time. Yeah. It's so true because even when you give a prophetic word, I love when you said that it really is about humility, receiving even correction even if like at the moment I knew it was right away, something went off. Like yeah. I was like, this is not, 
this isn't about this. This isn't about this. This is actually about bringing a perspective that you have on that, which is one portion of scripture. But the truth of that truth, you can see all through the scriptures of right. what that truth is right, about right, picking right. up. Yes. It really was about co- like the cost and the restraint, the beautiful freeing restraint of the Holy Spirit yeah, versus the yoke of sin right. will kill you. Yes. Like it yes. feels, it, you know, it was all about just really taking on the honor of serving God and serving the body of Christ all through scripture. That's a truth. Yeah. That's yeah. all the way through. Yeah. This was a little twist, but you know what? I love how you said that because when we also give a word and we get ourselves like, this is my word, our pride gets in the way. We've got to lay that down and say, okay, God, I will only be able to work in community and have a greater place of anointing and authority if I submit and I'm teachable and I'm willing to be corrected because I don't want to go unchecked. I don't, that's why I'm in this, fleshing this out so God can give words that you could have more confidence to stand on as you've allowed humility to work out constantly the root of pride, which we all have. And that's why God, we're not going to do it perfectly. And it's okay. Because as we submit in humility, God gives us more out of that place, not yeah. out of this is my word. Look at me. Don't challenge me. I'm the authority or I'm a boss here or I'm a head pastor or you have no right. I mean, it's beautiful to challenge. I think it's not so much what it's how things are done. Yeah. I think we actually break it down. Yes. It's how things are done. Absolutely. And oftentimes we feel an urgency to do things so immediately and publicly that probably can wait and really manage some confusion, manage yeah. some unnecessary confusion and unwanted feelings of just hardship there. Yeah. But there are times it has to be public. Yeah. But if we do it with humility and we receive with humility, it's beautiful. Yeah. I know for myself, like, you know, as a lead pastor, there's a great responsibility to um, be able to walk alongside the body of Christ, but also to protect, you know, the the sheep in our care, right? And you too, as a campus pastor. And so there is a great responsibility there, but I know that I am not infallible. Like I, I can get it wrong. I can, I can miss it. I can hear wrong. I can, and I don't even necessarily, I can't even 100% discern if a word is right or wrong 100% of the time uh, completely. Because again, all of this is in the world of subjectivity. And so I would rather teach people how to discern for for themselves when they hear a prophetic word, how to take a prophetic word, bring it before the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, what of this do you want to stick to my heart and to my spirit? And what do you want me to let go for right Mm -hmm. now? I would rather teach people to do that than have to stand in the place of always being the one to discern whether it's exactly accurate or not based on what my own, like I'm not, like I'm not gonna get that right now. Mm -hmm. Am I I gonna get that right? some of the time yeah hopefully (laughs) like hopefully that's going to be something that the lord is going to help me with as a leader but do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it is going to be so much more powerful for you for you who are listening 
rather than me standing up and saying, oh, like this part of the word was accurate, but this part wasn't, it's going to be much more powerful for you to be able to hear and receive a word, whether that's coming on the internet, whether that's coming from a friend, whether that's coming in a prayer meeting, and for you to be able to hear that, receive that, and take that before the Lord for yourself and do the discipline of walking that out and saying, okay, Lord, what do you want to stick? What do I need to really lean into? What do I need to really receive? What is bringing conviction to my heart? And what is going to actually produce fruit in my life? And what do I just need to let go of? And I don't Mm -hmm. actually need to worry about, and I don't need to hang on to help me to discern what that is. Because again, as the prophetic goes forth, there's going to be different parts for different of us, depending on where God is leading us in the moment that we're going to kind of grab hold of that are going to speak to us in a more powerful way. So learning how to discern that for yourself is going to be really, really, really most beneficial as you walk out, you know, this in community, but also in this sort of crazy world of the internet and, and all of that. And I think a lot of it, honestly, you just need to let go because a lot of what is coming is just, you know, it's just extreme versions of, you know, this or that. And we just need to be able to go, oh, okay. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that. And the Lord will bring back what needs to be, Mm. you know, brought to your attention or what you need to address or what you need to focus on. Like he's so faithful. He's so faithful. And you'll hear it again and you'll hear it again, you know, whether it is like the yoke word, right. And you'll hear it again and you'll hear it again and you'll hear it again. And it's like, okay, God, you are like, you want me, (laughs) like you have something for me here. So you don't have to worry. Like you don't have to worry about missing it. You don't have to worry about like, what do I do with this? And am I like, am I being faithful? Like he's going to bring it back and he's going to bring it back. And yeah, but we need to discern for our, like, we really need to go take it before the Lord in mm. everything, in everything and discern what he's saying to us. That is so powerful. And I love when you say discern. Some might be listening saying, how do I discern? Well, it's going right back to what we talked about before. Like the words, what stuck, like what kind of strikes you? If it's a scripture, go back and read that scripture. Do some like research on that scripture. Yeah. Look at where those Write same it truth. Down. Exactly. Yeah. Look at where the same, what's the truth of the scripture, the yeah. heart of the scripture. There's the legal part of the specific circumstance Jesus is talking to, but he also is always showing us a heart matter, yeah. a heart space that he's bringing us to, a truth here for us to live yeah. by. And so look at where else you can find that in the scripture. What is the context? And then exactly that. Say, okay, God, what's of you that I can hold in the rest, let go. And even uh, those of you that have been just really exercising that spiritual gift of prophetic or want to, a really important thing is, you know, this is be for myself. I do to be honest, I don't say God says, because I'm not absolute. I will often say, I feel like the spirit of God has, I feel like there's a word I have. I have a sense. I have a sense. Yeah. As I've been praying, I feel like I have a sense or I feel like I have a word I like to share with you. And I will often say, if it's privately, I'll say, if this speaks to you, amazing. If it doesn't, like I'm just exercising a gift here, just shelve it. Like if this doesn't, you know, and um, that's kind of how we set it because you also want to set up the expectation like God said, as soon as you use a God said, that's an absolute. No, God says it in his word. Yes. Like if you're, if you're quoting he a scripture, said everything you can say it. Say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can say God says and use a scripture. Absolutely. But if right. you're using an own interpretation or your own feeling, be very mindful of even how you phrase that. I often will say, I have a word or I feel like God's put a, I feel like I, as I've been praying, my spirit senses something I just Mm -hmm. want to share today. It's good. And so that's a good way of sensing it. And then let God 
unfold it. If it's of God, it will remain. If it's not, it'll be like vapor. It'll be gone. But 90, I would say 95% of the time, it's meant to edify and build up. You're not coming with a prophetic to bring correction or you want to bring correction so you bring a prophetic word. Uh, Once again, if it's not coming from a place of love and humility, and trust me, I'm being very honest here, in years of being in the prophetic, those correctional words have come later they have not been the, the foreground. They're, they're few and far between. They're few and far between. And I wrestle those out. Those are hard. And they have come through much prayer and f- like really working that out before the Lord. And even a few testing before I share to say, does this seem on? It's not usually been right from the beginning that that's happened. You want to exercise that gift by taking the steps to encourage, to build up always from love and humility. Correctional words always come from love and humility. And it always is God has to birth in you a deep love for that person, a deep love that it's coming from a place to build up, Mm -hmm. not to tear down or to bring your opinion correction. And that's why we need to bring it all before the Lord because we get in the way. We get in the way. So those are just a few little pointers. I thought would be, this would be, this is part of the mentoring to help you exercise in the prophetic that we are encouraged all to do in the prophetic gift that some of us have we do we do out of discipline that prophetic of encouraging one another but some of us have the spiritual gift of the prophetic what does that look like and then as you are receiving prophetic words and listening how do you discern and what do you do with that those are some practical tips today love that thank you Rhonda. well listen as you're practicing these gifts and practicing all the spiritual gifts um, some from discipline some from the ones that have been empowered to you by the holy spirit we just encourage you to hold fast in all of it and also to hold it all lightly hold it all lightly and just trust god trust god's leadership in and through your life as you exercise these things because honestly it is all for him for his glory for the edification the mutual upbuilding of the body of christ so it is it should come from a joy not a not a unbearable pressure not a a stress like a major stressor it should be like just filled with life and filled with joy and and yeah just uh, just all of the purpose of why the spiritual gifts are there um, for the body of Christ. So so know that you are in so critical to what God is doing in the here and now. And God is using us all uniquely. But I love we come right back to it. You know, they will know that we are his by our love. Yes. And cr- no greater love has a man that one lays down his life for his friends. And here Jesus showed us through his perfect example. Yes. The greatest gift was he laid down his life. That's right. He gave his life for us. And that's why, like, like Lori said, we can operate in the fullness of joy, the fullness of life. And so today, may you use your words to build up. May you ask God, and if that's not even there today, ask God to give you a love for those that are in your life that may be just really challenging you today or stretching you or even maybe you haven't even thought about people in a way through the eyes of God. May God ask for God to give you the love for others, to see people through his eyes, because that's how the king sees you. He sees you with such love, such grace that he laid down his life for you. It was worth it. It was worth it. He counted it all joy to lay down his life for you. And so that he saw a greater picture of eternal glory to, for us to be together. So may you today operate in the fullness of his love. You are loved. God loves you. And may you walk in love and humility. You are loved. Have a wonderful day. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and He is always with you.